the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, here we are on a Monday. It's good to have you along. Today's not Monday. It's Tuesday. It's my Monday. It's like, it was like Monday to you. Yeah, it was, a mon- it was Monday yesterday, but I wasn't here yesterday. I'm back today, and uh, we'll see how it goes today to see if I'm going to be back again tomorrow. <laughs> it's one of those things Day right at now. Time. Yeah, it was a little, little rougher than what I was expecting. They didn't tell me some of the things that they were going to do in that surgery uh last week and i was a a little bit surprised when i came out of the uh, anesthesia uh, of how i felt it was rough (laughs) be honest with everybody it was rough so uh, back with you though it's good to be here good to uh, have elizabeth with us as well she's by phone out of conway she joins us uh the bible guys will be here coming up in the next hour I want to talk to them, and I want to talk today uh, during the first hour as well for a, a little bit of time about uh, Pompeo and what he had to say about religious liberty. A l- he had a lot to say about that in a speech, and uh, it's words that we need to pay attention to. And the other thing I'd like to talk about, uh, you know, seriously with everybody is that this country has. Uh, been a remiss in taking care of the electrical grid, the uh, you know pipelines mm-hmm. that that laced the United States, and uh, it came back to bite us in the butt uh, here just this uh, weekend uh, when this group over in Russia uh, hit, ran- uh, hit uh, was a colonial oil uh, with a ransomware uh, declaration and uh, shut them down. And it looks like they're going to get back up to to speed come Friday. But this should be a really, Elizabeth, a wake-up call uh, to corporate America to get their business taken care of. I mean, if if, if you're in any of the, uh, the you know, uh, business of energy, you should know that you're a prime target right now. And there's been probings that have gone on over the last 10 years but nothing seriously has happened. But the question is, are you ready for when something serious does happen? And it looks like to me that we're, we are not. So is that, has that been your takeaway this weekend? In fact, you know, gas prices are up about a dime a gallon today uh, because of what happened. And, and don't be surprised if perhaps they don't go up higher uh, in the meantime. Uh, this week 
we might see it creep up even more so. What's your take on all that, Elizabeth? Well, I think it's well known in the business industry. Uh, I used to work in an industry called disaster recovery or business continuity is exactly designed to help with this sort of situation. The whole industry is designed around planning ahead of time for disruptions. We in the industry have known for easily 25, 30 years, this is an extra activity for most businesses, and they don't think about disruptions. They don't want to pay for the work that it takes to protect their businesses. They don't want to work against mitigation because those dollars don't have a direct return to their pocket. That's right. Of course, unless something happens like happened this weekend. I agree with you. I hope it is a major wake-up call. It is not only our energy sector. It is our water systems. It is, of course, our infrastructure. If you're within reach of these voices and you maybe you sit on the water board for your rural water, um, I forget what it's called, district, to provide local water and you're in some backwater somewhere location, you need to pay attention as well. These types of disruptions are becoming so frequent. And very honestly, with the uh, uh, hacks that we had recently, you remember the solar winds hack uh-huh. yep. of software that all of our agencies use? Many other businesses use that, many, many other businesses in all sorts of industries. And they're all susceptible to the type of thing that happened this weekend. This group says that they're not affiliated with any state actors, that they were just trying to make money. They put out a statement and they said, you know, don't try to connect us with, you know, one of the major players, Russia, China, whatever. We are we are just after money. I even saw an article that commented that perhaps they were a little taken aback at the disruption that they caused. They thought they were going to just shut down a company and get some attention, but it's created a lot more backlash against them and against this whole type of activity. Uh, that's something to hope for that the backlash will will stomp it out. Although that's just a hope. Yeah. These now, people that do this sort of thing, they they're not going to stop. Yeah. Re- they're state re- actors or just I call playing around, which isn't playing around. But if it's not Russia or China, it's somebody else bent on just the same type of destruction. It's serious. They're yeah. Serious. Well, it's ransomware. That is what's going on right now. They're trying to hold companies ransom. Uh, they shut down their you know, in this case, a pipeline, and then they demand money uh, to be paid so that they'll unlock their computer systems and things of that nature. Well, instead of worrying about paying people money uh, for unlocking their systems, how about paying people money to keep your system from getting locked? That would seem like to me that's the better venture capital in that situation. Yeah, on on the front end, again, businesses do not consider it to be something that's, you know, again, it doesn't contribute to their bottom line. They don't like to spend money on it. And it's inevitable. Everyone in the disaster recovery industry that does this kind of work is fully aware every time an incident like this occurs, the, the community sort of clamors next within the next few months. They'll be talking about planning. They'll be talking about mitigation. They'll be talking about doing things, and then it'll die out again. I hope that is not the case this time. I'll give you another. We have great vulnerabilities that we absolutely must take steps to plug up and fix. We have been talking for 20 years about the possibility of an EMT attack. 
And yes, uh, yes. and if it ever happens, how not only will it shut down a pipeline, but it's going to shut down just about everything in America in the area that they attack. That means trucking is thrown all off because everything, look, everything is done by computer now. It's all computerized. Everything. I mean, everything, everybody's computer is talking to everybody's computer so that things can get done. And if something would happen to render those computers unworkable, uh, it will turn out the lights in America. It will turn off your car because of all the computers that it has in yep. it. And I've heard that the cost per car is less than $3 to protect it against the EMT. It's just a small piece of foil uh, that would be, you know, over top of uh, the engine compartment, things that of that nature to protect it from uh, an EMT attack. But, you know, here's what I hear in return from the people who say that, that aren't doing it. Well, the probabilities of an EMT attack are exactly. negligible. <laughs> yeah, until exactly. they ha- until they until it say. happens. <laughs> this person at you know these people at Colonial uh, uh, Pipeline might tell you that well the possibilities of us getting hit by ransomware are pretty small, but you know one of the things we do in the industry is you look at the different risks and you rank them according to. Uh, you know, effects and things that could happen. And this one would be at the very, very, very top of your list. Now, there are other considerations, but uh, uh, we are we are we are changing. Uh, our, our business world has changed because of COVID, number one, in a dramatic way. At the same time, our extreme reliance on computers has put us in a vulnerable position. We have not kept up with the security side of things. Billy Miller, uh, I got to sit in with him last week. You know, we talked yep. about artificial intelligence. He's a cybersecurity expert. He could speak to this much more intelligently than I can, but we have not kept up with the security side of the house. And after that solar winds software attack, it didn't attack just our government, and it attacked every single agency that we have, okay? Russia has everything that we have, everything that we had in our in our computers Somebody else else out there has a hold of it now. And I'm talking about business and government. And who knows who those people are? Who knows who those people are? Um, You know, Ukraine, Russia shut Ukraine down in 2014. It was not an electromagnetic pulse EMP attack. It was a computer attack. They woke up one morning, you know, no, no ATMs, no computers, no nothing. Everything was just a blank screen. Their energy, no electricity, no water, nothing. And Russia turned it back on a couple of days later just to prove they could do it. it. Yep, just to prove that they could do it. That's the key. That's right. Just want to put that very scary deal. Put that bug in (laughs) your ear and make you think about it. All right, got to get a break in. Elizabeth Soltolero is with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I think that we talk about interesting stuff on this show. Uh, And this is really important stuff that we're talking about right now. Uh, It's so funny because the uh, EMT has been talked about for 20 years. Uh, In fact, longer longer than that. It was talked about during the Reagan administration. And uh, there's there's been very, very little uh, done about that. Let me tell you something else that you, you talk about, but you don't really consider. And that is what happens if you need a tow? What if you're on the side of the road and you need to get off of the side of the road? Who do you call? 
you have a number or are you going to just going to try to pull something up on your phone and hope that whoever you call is going to do a good job? Instead of doing that, I want you to write a number down. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. And what will happen if you call that number, if you need a tow, you're going to get a hold of East End Towing. They know everything that there is to know about how to deal with situations for towing. They can tell you what what do you do with a private property tow? What do you do about private property? Like if, let's say you're in Walmart parking lot. That's private property, okay? You know, how, how do they want you to handle towing something? Uh, what to do with your vehicle? How to keep it from being impounded? Who can you call? Where does it go? And when you say tow, it's not just your car anymore. It can be your boat, your truck, or your camper. It can be all of all of those things, or it can just be a couple of those things. You need to know what to do, and you need somebody who who will do it, who understands and does know, and that's East End Towing. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers. Call East End Towing again at 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. If you just joined us, uh, Elizabeth Sotolaro is here. I'm here, and we're talking, I think, the big story today. Uh, although, if you watch television, there's a lot of minutia out there that they're saying is a big story. But the big story is this pipeline that was shut down, uh, Colonial Pipeline, that carries a, a large, large percentage of the oil uh, from the Gulf Coast uh, to uh, the northern and eastern states and uh, that the price of gasoline, just because this has been a shutdown from since when? Just the beginning of the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, Elizabeth. We've already had a dime jump per gallon uh, out there. They're expecting before it's over with, we might see anywhere to a 30 cents a gallon uh, jump. And, and, and that's big. I mean, people who are on fixed incomes... Uh, this really hurts them. I mean, all these these people who talk about we need to raise taxes on on fuel. Well, that's work. You're really going to you know move uh, against the people that uh, th- the taxes hurt the most, and that is people who make little money or are on a fixed income. It's it, because there's no way for them to generate more income to pay for those increases. It's that simple. That's correct, and the squeeze is already on in other areas. So, you know, groceries, for example, and other things are are jumping up pretty good, noticeably so. Not just creeping, but leaping up, jumping up. Well, this um, is this so, is this is what Biden and the Democrats. This always this happens a lot with the Democrats. It happened during the Jimmy Carter administration, and mm-hmm. that is when you dump a bunch of money into the economy and you cheapen money then you cause inflation and i know that his his person his people in the treasury are saying two percent inflation well i've been reading a lot of other articles from other people and they're you know bipartisan groups and they're saying four to six percent four to six percent inflation is starts putting you into you know if you're looking at a gauge and you're watching the cartoons back in the day 
and when when the uh, uh, the water heater or whatever was going to explode, and the and the gauge was all distorted, and the thing was pegged out, and it was shaking and everything. That's what your economy is doing at that time, because when money has uh, become that cheap, inflation goes up, and you got problems. You got people that are flush with cash that are going to go out and just dump it, and they're going to dump. They're going to dump all this in, and it's going to drive prices up. It's just going to. Well, that's inevitable. And, again, the policies that the Democrats continue to back 100% are known and proven to be very detrimental to our country, and yet they keep getting elected and they keep doing what they do. Um, It's unbelievable. You know, Arkansas took a good step in this regard, though. When, when our governor, one of the very few times I've ever agreed with him, decided that we need to cut off the extra $300 federal, you know, supplemental insurance. Yeah, that's uh, not, by the way, just so everybody knows, that's not a month. That's a week. That's a week. That's a week on top of $1,200 a month. On top of your normal benefit. That's correct. That's another thing. I mean, most people haven't, I think, really grasped that idea. I read a statistic. It says that 40% of American workers would be better off with the current unemployment situation with that extra 300 than in their current jobs. No wonder our jobs report was so pitiful last week at 266,000 when it should have been over a million. Our economy is picking back up. They are doing everything. The Democrats are doing everything they can to hamstring it. Well, they're throwing water on the sails. Yeah, they're throwing water on the sails. That's what they're doing Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. They want us all to be dependent on their handouts. Therefore, they can control every aspect of our lives. They're already doing it. It amazes me. I I hear them bringing up something that over in in, uh, England that they do uh, right now until a certain age, and that is, quote, give you a livable wage check. Uh Every month you get money. To help you get you by, whether you work or you don't work, you get a check. And no, <laughs> if you want, if you want to de-incentivize work, give people money for not working, and they well, will help. They, yeah. Well, they'll not work. That's the way it will work. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. People are begging people to work. And then I saw the sign outside. It's just outside some business, you know, somewhere. And it said, you know, we give out weekly stimulus checks, apply inside. You know, yep. I mean, people do not want to work. They can make more money. This is, mm. again, the the broad strokes that they that the Democrats have used. And by the way, our Republicans went along with it hook, line and sinker on a lot of the coronavirus stimulus stuff that's gone on. Uh, but these broad strokes, oh, we have to give everybody 300 extra dollars. There's no way to tailor that to the people who need it. We have to give everybody a stimulus check, including those people who don't need it. And all those dead people that are proven to have received one, by the way, mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars wasted. It's just it's just bananas. It's just bananas. Well, it is it is the way of government programs always. And that is the waste and uh, in those programs and the the graft and corruption in those uh, programs is always, always prevalent. I mean, you can go into Social Security, you can go into Medicare, you can go into Medicaid. 
and they'll readily admit billions and billions of dollars are are wasted and stolen from these programs. But how much do you hear is done to stop it? Well, yes, at the same time, both Republicans, I'm going to say it again, and Democrats continue to pass it along and will not touch. These are the, you know, there are certain topics, third rail of politics, as they call it, and you touch that rail and you're done for. Now you're fried. These are those topics. These are those topics you cannot talk about, Medicare, Medicaid, all the entitlements. And it's not just because of the politicians. It's because of the American people. We get, we we hey, let's let's uh, let's admit this, and I'm I'm not talking in uh, Social Security's entitlement or anything like that, but I'm talking about the the COVID checks and whatnot that they keep putting out, and now they're talking about you know doing a monthly stipend or whatever. Uh, the people, the American people, for the most part, a very large if it's if it's a minority, it's a very large minority. If it's a majority, it's a it's a smaller majority, but the bottom line is they all gobble that up as though it makes it makes no difference, and it does. Let's take a break. News is next. Hey, don't forget, Dustin Turner stands ready to do what's necessary to get your house sold. He's got a marketing team like none other, and he makes sure that your house gets sold. Um, you know, you might wonder about agents. I mean, agents out there are trying to sell homes, and they call other agents and say, hey, if I uh, get with you and we work in this together, that perhaps we can move this house, what do you think? And and they, they do that. So agents call people uh, when they need help, and they call other agents to do that. Dustin Turner and his amazing team uh, gets called a lot by other agents. An agent with another company had a listing that she couldn't sell for six months. In an effort to help her clients, she reached out to Dustin, asked him to take over the the listing. He met with the sellers, remarketed the house, and in 24 hours, Dustin had an offer above the list price. Call the agent that the other agents use. Call the agent that I would call if I was going to sell my home right now and that is dustin turner his number is 501-952-2969 501-952-2969 or you can go online do it all there if you want to hometeamsoldit.com is the uh, address that's hometeamsoldit.com then you can start packing no you can move on to the next house you want to buy or perhaps you're downsizing because you're retiring. And if you are, congratulations. I'm glad that you're you're at that point in your life where you can retire and put a little money more aside as a nest egg so you can do some of the things that you want to do. But always keep that, that name in the front, Dustin Turner. All right, uh, did you see this uh, article uh, over the weekend, Elizabeth? And it's something to be talked about. One of Biden's... Uh, allies admitted uh, in a leftist magazine, uh, the New York Times magazine to be exact, that Democrat President Joe Biden has been the most far left U.S. president in history and that he gets away with it because the public views him as being a moderate. Now that tells you, number one, 
how screwed up in the mind we are in this country anymore that we view, you know, just giving money away willy-nilly to anybody and everybody is somehow, uh, you know, a conservative or a moderate thing to do. Uh, That's a lefty thing to do, a big leftist thing to do. The New York Magazine article, which teetered on being pro-Biden propaganda, admitted that the Biden administration seeks to, quote, control the narrative and often succeeds by controlling the press and controlling the president. They tell him what he can and he cannot say. The article said that the uh, orders policing what will be said and the spin on issues come from a cliquish cliquish and secretive environment. Buried near the bottom of the article, the author wrote, let me read this to you, but sometimes dumb tactics yield desired outcomes. In March, the Associated Press distributed a memo advising reporters to avoid or use caution when using the word crisis. Quote, one very real possibility is this strategy works, unquote. Person close to the White House added, they may get criticism in think pieces about it, but at his 100-day mark, Biden is the most liberal president we've had, and the public thinks he's a moderate. That's a winning strategy. They're willing to accept that you're going to write this piece as long as they know that swing voters in Colorado aren't going to read it. If that's not an indication of direct propaganda, I don't know what is. And it just it says even in this article, it teeters toward direct propaganda. That's all it is. And it's interesting. The article also agrees and says that people don't read it, but it makes you wonder who does read it, who uh-huh. is believing all this stuff, doesn't it? Yep. Because I know no conservative believes it. That's half the country. You know, among the, let's say, other half of the country that – the agenda that's being pushed right now is far, far left. Oh, my I God. Your friend who has said from the very beginning, you know, it's not going to be long before the middle on the left has said, we've had enough. This is not the kind of world we want to live in. These people are very, very radical. And are, I think one of the reasons, by the way, they're doing what they're doing is that they I think they instinctively understand, and it's a bad thing and a good thing. They instinctively understand this is their last shot. They're going for everything they've got. They're unloading all their guns. They're doing everything they can do because they understand that they're not going to be in power very much longer. And I agree with that. I've talked about that before, that they know because of the census and what's going to happen there about how people are going to react to the border crisis and some other big issues that are out there facing the Biden team, that they've got this two-year window to 22. And then after that, all bets are off. And so they're trying to cram everything they can that maybe you'd only cram into eight years of a presidency into two years and Mm -hmm. uh, just make it absolutely insane. And that's what they've been doing thus far. Well, and another option on that one is called the – uh, Cloward and Piven strategy was from the 60s. These two far-left radicals came up with, with the idea that if you encouraged everyone to go and apply for welfare, you would overwhelm the welfare system and it would break. And then they would get what they wanted, which was more government programs and handouts. 
It's exactly what happened. And that strategy of overwhelming the existing system is being used to this day on every level. The Biden administration is a perfect example. You just said it. They're throwing everything they've got. It's crazy out there. You can't even keep up with the with the nuts types of uh, uh, policies they're trying to enforce. And that is part of what they're trying to do is overwhelm your brain so you can't even think straight. And they're doing it. Well, voters, and I think that's what probably, probably is partly what's wrong with the Republicans. They can't. They, they can't think straight. They can't even see what's going on. Uh, they can't see the forest with the trees coming at them. But the forest is going to take them over if they don't wake up. Yeah, well, it's really it's uh, if we if we go back and remember uh, about uh, what twelve sixteen years ago, this is the way the Obama administration started off when they came in into power. Uh, they they just, were just babies compared to this. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. That. But I'm, they were throwing things left and right at us. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and some of them were really, really important things. And some of, some of them were not important things. And, you know, you're like a, a hitter in baseball. <clears throat> you can't even blink while the picture, pitcher is delivering the ball or the ball will be past you before you even decide whether you're going to sw- swing at it. Or uh, you're going to take it, and it's it, it it's it's a scary situation to be in right now. It is a very scary situation, and again, I am concerned uh, because our elected folks on the Republican side are they're just not let's say nimble. <laughs> I'm trying to be charitable here. I mean, the reason that we're in such a mess over the November election is because guess what? The Republicans talked a whole lot about what they saw going on around us. But nobody took any action, and then it was too late legally to do anything. So, you know, we the people have got to push, push, push our elected uh, officials to be doing what we need them to do, which is pay attention to this stuff. We started off talking about the threats to our to our uh, infrastructure and our, our pipelines and other things because of cybersecurity. Also another area, they're not paying attention. They're too busy, I don't know, running around. I know the left's too busy trying to uh, create a woke military to try to defend our country. I don't know what the right's doing, but if they're not, they're not doing the job. We're not getting it done. Well, the problem is if you're out of power, it's hard to get the job done. You don't, you don't, well, appoint, the, you don't appoint the people to the positions uh, that are necessary to make the, cho- the choices and the changes that you're trying to, to make. And then the other problem we've got, Elizabeth, is that for whatever reason, I know that, uh, you know, President uh, uh, Trump had his reasons, but you just, I don't believe you can come into power now as far as being a president and, uh, and allow all of the people left behind by the other administration to be there. You know, ask, say, are you going to are you going to support what we want to do? And they want to keep their jobs. They're not stupid. And they say yes. And then they do everything they can do to defeat you from being able to do what you're trying to do. Are you talking about the deep state, Dave? Well, of course, of course, (laughs) you're going to and you're going to have a deep state when you got people that have been working in Washington and these agencies for 30 and 40 years. We've heard it here in our state of Arkansas. How many yeah, you've heard it in the here. hallways down at the legislature? Yep, 
hey, you guys can try whatever you like. We're here. We've been here. We'll be here long after you're gone. Yeah, we'll be here when you leave. That's exactly what they say. It happens. All right, final break. We come back. We'll talk some more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Today is uh, the beginning of National Police Week. And uh, if you see a police officer this week, do me a favor. If you see him in a restaurant, buy him their meal. If you happen just to be standing by one, tell them you appreciate for what they do. Because they're, I'm just telling you, it's a very thin line there between the police and the bad guys on the other side. There really is. Uh, also, let me tell you about Pat Davis and his health care plan. It's a great health care plan. Uh, it's more than a plan. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a philosophy. you got to learn the philosophy he's got about health uh, care to understand how he's able to save you 30 to 50% on your health care insurance. And I'm talking about real health care insurance, not a share plan, uh, a health care that you can choose any provider in the nation. So how do you do that? You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know, but Pat does. Pat Davis does know how to do that. And if you'll call him at 501-605-6935, he'll help you. I was talking to a friend the other day, last week, and uh, I had been on them about calling Pat because uh, they had had some work issues and they needed insurance. And I said, had you called Pat yet? No, I hadn't done that, blah, blah. And I said, look, I'm not going to ever mention it to you again. I'm telling you what you need to do so that you can save some money in health health insurance. Now, you got to pick up the phone and call them. I can't do that for you, nor will I do that for you. And uh, I'll find out this week whether they called him or not. Uh, Or you can go online to yourhealthplanman.com. I'm just a messenger I'm not the guy that can can uh, do it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And if you do, you're going to save money and you're going to get good health care for yourself. That's Pat Davis, 501-605-6935. All right, some uh, stories out there that concern me uh, that I want to bring to you. This is from the Daily Wire, Ryan, uh, Ryan Savetra is the writer of this. The uh, IDF, that's the Israel Defense Forces, has called up thousands of soldiers amid a massive recent string of Palestinian terrorist attacks from Hamas. And all we hear on the news is the pro-Hamas idiots that are in Washington, D.C. They're part of the Democratic Party. So all we hear is from, you know, uh, Omar and all the rest of them. Uh, Biden is reinstating the Palestinian money that Trump cut away, cut off that stopped Hamas from doing this. There you go. Now they're reinstating that money back to Palestine. Go figure. Well, here's what the IDF is doing. They, they've started to move heavy machinery in place for a ground offensive in response to the more than 300 rockets that were fired at Israel from Gaza. Uh, Defense Minister uh, Benny Gantz approved the call up of 5,000 reservists on Tuesday as the IDF prepared for a large scale offensive in the Gaza Strip as rocket attacks against southern Israel continued. The Jerusalem uh, Post is the uh, 
newspaper that's reporting all of this. The IDF struck over 130 targets throughout Gaza yesterday as southern Israel was bombarded by over 250 rockets since Monday afternoon, injuring at least 31 Israeli civilians. Uh, The military and defense uh, correspondent for the Jerusalem Post tweeted out a photograph of Israel moving a uh, Merkava 4 tank to the front lines, writing, The buildup of uh, troops and machinery is clear in the south, talking to troops, and the feeling is that the IDF has to hit Gaza hard. So how long do you think it will take, Elizabeth, or uh, <clears throat> the first newspaper or TV station to show some school or hospital that's been hit oh. by uh, a, a missile or whatever. And oh, it will be an Israeli be. missile, not not a Hamas yeah. missile. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it won't take long, you know, a day or two. It, it, it's going to be part of the uh, strategy and the script that they're writing for us as we speak. Like I say, Biden has reinstated, his administration has reinstated some of the money it was taken out of Palestine. It was they, they. Trump knew the money was going directly to Hamas. They were using it for this. And now, what's going on with Israel? Uh, you know, again, Biden is proving that his administration is no friend of Israel. We're in such big trouble on every level, <laughs> every level. I don't see how anyone can think that 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 the Biden administration has anything anything about our country at its best interests. It's almost as if it's just the opposite. I uh, I would agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. By the way, uh, we all hear about the uh, Iron Dome uh, <clears throat> that Israel oh. has, and you know that's their kind of Patriot missile defense system. They shot down ninety percent of those uh, mis- missiles that were fired on Israel. However, you know that means ten percent got through, and. Uh, they uh, yeah. they did their damage. There's no doubt about it. They well, did their damage. I, I saw a video yesterday of um, it, it looked normal enough. It looked like the inside of like a Chuck E. Cheese's or something like that. A big play area and children playing and mothers sitting there and different things going on. Uh, the article talked about this is how the children in Israel play now. They do not play outside. They built underground bunkers for playgrounds for children because of these rocket strikes. And that was one of the things they've had to do in Israel, as well as having the Iron Dome that gets 90% of what's headed toward them. I, you know, I, but, want people, uh, I want people to think about that. How would you feel? How would you expect our country to react if someone in a bordering state was shooting missiles into your hometown and it had gotten so bad that you had to build playgrounds underground to protect your children. Do you think you might strike back? I would think we'd strike back. (laughs) You better strike back. You better strike back. Yeah, it's crazy. That's all I can say about it. I mean, you have to defend yourself. That's a that's a fundamental thing. I mean, I, mean, I don't I don't understand the Palestinian people. They they put Hamas in charge. They know what Hamas is. They're not stupid. They know what they do, and they put them in charge anyway. And because they put them in charge, now they can't get them out of being in charge. It's uh, there's that is really a mess over there. That is a serious serious mess. Well, and here's another one. I mean, again, President Trump did a wonderful thing. He and his people did a great 
series of peace agreements in that part of the world. Yeah, the Abraham Accords. Saudi Arabia and all that. And it's coming apart at the seams now because of the things that the current president is doing. You tell me how that benefits our country. It doesn't. How does that benefit our country? It doesn't. In no way. In no way does it. Yeah, destabilize. You want to destabilize (laughs) that area. And at this, in the same stroke of a pen, you know, cut our oil production in our own country so that we're dependent yeah. upon the people that are in a destabilized area. Come on. Again. Put when your, we were put your minds to work here, people. Yeah. When we were energy independent, you know, for the first time ever in history. Let's make sure we don't keep that either. Yeah. You don't we want to do that if you do that, you know. Breathtaking. It's like when we had the atomic bomb and everybody thought the Rose, some a lot of people thought the Rosenbergs did a good thing by giving the Russians the secrets to the atomic bomb because if they had it and we had it, then neither one of us would use it. Nothing yeah. will happen. Yeah, nothing will happen. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, not really. <laughs> ask good. Russia and China about that today. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ask the people that been, ask the people who've been crushed by those regimes how that how yeah. that all worked out. Just the way it is. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. I, I got you. All, I got you. I got you all worked up. Go out and do some you good did. today. I know you will. I know you will. Thanks so much for being part of the show today, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me on, sir. All right. We'll talk to you later. Elizabeth Sotolaro out in Conway, part of the Dave Ellswick show. She takes care of all my social media. There's a lot of good work for this show, keeping you informed. I send her stories. She uh, makes sure that they get uh, up where you can see them. We fight Facebook all the time uh, to keep things from being pulled down. We put them back up again. Just know it's an ongoing uh, offensive by Facebook anymore on this show and others all across the United States. Freedom of speech is under attack. The cancel culture stupids out there continue doing what they do. You know, sooner or later, one side's going to win. And if it's the side that's in the cancel culture, America is going to be in serious, serious deep kimchi. It will not be a good time to be in this country. All right, a break. Then back with more. Bible guys are on their way on the Dave Ellswick Show. I am free. I gotta tell you what. I am free. 
Thanks for that, Heidi. I needed that. That'll wake you up. I mean, no, seriously, I'm, I needed those. I need words like that right now, just because of all the craziness that's uh, going on. There's there's been 12 policemen shot in the last 72 hours in America. Mercy. Uh, and, and and two Texas Rangers or state policemen were killed just uh, moments ago down in Texas in a shootout in Eden, Texas. Um, and I and you know what's bad? There's people that are cheering that. Yeah. yeah. There's people that are cheering that. Just amazes me. Absolutely amazes me. You know, well, Billy's here and Steve Hess is here. Uh, Scott will be back next week. He told me it would be next week, but he promises that he'll be back. And by that time, I should be 100% again. There you go. You know? Uh, let's just put it this way. I had my surgery last Friday, and I'm learning what it means to be a Texas cowboy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking bow-legged. I'm, walking just telling bow-legged. You, I'm just telling you. So the way it goes. It's, uh, it is what it is. But uh, it's good to be on the air today. By the way, my thanks to Robert Steinbach for filling in for me yesterday. I was talking to Heidi. See, I, I have Heidi tell me. Because she she's tough, man. She's tough on the people who fill in for me. And she said, they did good yesterday. So they, did, they did good. Him and Chris did good. So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, they might be back another day this week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how I'm doing as far as that goes. You know, if I start if I start looking like I'm walking down down the main street of uh, Dodge City, ready to, you know. Uh, have a draw with somebody else. <laughs> you remember how they used to walk, right? Yeah. They strip, put their, you know, their their feet were wider than their shoulders mm, at right. that point. They're coming down. You know, if I'm if I'm like that, I'll have somebody else fill in for me that day, and and do that. It's it's been a, kind of an eye opening experience. There are certain, you know, they cracked my chest open. They did a, you know, they did the the movie Alien on me, right? And uh, I was up and moving around in a week and back at work and mm-hmm. and getting at it. And uh, this time they went to a different area of my body, and it made all the difference <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it made all the difference in the world. Hey Billy, what do you think? Can you? I know that we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about uh, faith and things of that nature. But your thoughts on what has happened with the, the colonial pipeline? I have been arguing this point for twenty years that our infrastructure yep. is not protected enough in this mm-hmm. country. Uh, I have said several times on this show um, that the next big threat is a state-based actor attacking our infrastructure and it was only a matter of time and i suspect um this will embolden others to take action i I think they're uh i I haven't i haven't gone and done significant research i've only been aware of it on on kind of the periphery uh but i believed fox declared that it was uh, a, a piece of fancy bear that was doing this in the security world we have APTs, Advanced Persistent Threats, that are out there, and these are these are professional hacking groups. Uh, we know them, and we categorize them by numbers, and then the really good ones all get interesting names attached to them. And, and Fancy Bear is uh, the Russian uh, 
state-sponsored actors. They're, it's actually part of the Russian mafia. We know that. And I believe I just heard them um, declare that it was one of the subgroups of Fancy Bear. And so Dark this Side is, was the other one. Dark Side was Dark the Side. one that they said, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, what the reaction is. Yeah, what, what can you because do on most something? Of that will to, because they be handing out a bunch of cash. Yeah, because um, the thing that has been coming out about this is that uh, evidently some of the people that are involved with this dark side group were, yeah. were like, hey, we said just poke the bear. We didn't say shoot the bear. Right. You this, know? this could be a Pearl Harbor sort of um, incident where, yeah, you know, picking on U.S. companies, um, the federal government has. Well, it's not widely known. The federal government has stepped in to help pay a whole bunch of those ransomware attacks, um, but rarely has the U.S. government itself publicly become involved in something like this. And this might be a situation where they went, this might be a step too far. Um, this, this might cause a, um, people don't, we don't think about the fact that the, the things that we see other nations doing and that we accuse other nations of doing, we're doing as well. Don't, don't think that we're innocent in all of this. We've got some of the best people in the world doing the same things to those, there's a there's a huge war going on behind the scenes, but it's all digital, and therefore, you know, it's not bombs and bullets, and therefore, people don't get upset about it. But we're fighting a massive, multi front war all over the world um, that is exactly this sort of stuff, and we have been as a nation pretty kind about not going in and causing seriously destructive stuff, um, except in the, except in the cases of Iran and their nuclear programs. We often use uh, our um, IT assets to destroy or interrupt that sort of stuff. So there's no Israel. one in the world, right, right? No one in the world wants Iran to have nukes, right? But this might have been a step too far for Russia if it really turns out to be Russian Russian involvement, and there, that might cause. You know, folks like me who work for the government to suddenly refocus where our attention is and and try to teach some folks a lesson about poking the bear. So, yeah, you don't want to. You wake us up. That's that's people. That, they don't understand. You go mm-hmm. so far, and 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 maybe we'll we'll look the other way. But then you do something where. Did you see the lines in South Carolina this morning outside of Myrtle Beach Mm-mm. waiting for gas? It's, it looked like nineteen seventy six again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the. Um, I'm supposed to go to Florida at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> I and, don't know what gallon of gas is going to cost yeah. you, but enjoy it. In Revelation, one of the. In, in one of the. I think it's uh, maybe the Black Horse. Um, one of the statements that attach, is attached to that is do not harm the wine or the oil. Right. And, and you know, historically that is olive, olive oil and. and uh, wine, but in this day and age, that that oil is not olive oil anymore. The oil you do not mess with in this day and age is that black stuff that comes out of the ground. Yeah. And somebody just did. And if there's anything that will cause the vast majority of the wars that we have fought around the world have been for one of two reasons, regardless of what anybody else tells you. It has been about establishing central banks or about acquiring oil. Uh, oil, oil. My my oil. series Southern came out there. Oh, oh. we gotta go get us some oil. Sure. Uh, about about central banks and oil, and this one they mess with the oil, and that you know nothing faster they'll get our attention than messing with oil, mm-hmm. because it 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 actually it's one of those things that will solidify the you know, solidify the the American people because we all go to the pump at some point, right? And yep. you go, hey. Why is my gas a dollar higher this week than it was last week? And, it's, uh, and then we it's get o- mad. Guess what? It's over a dollar more 
this year than it was last year right yeah, at this right. exact time mm-hmm. uh, it's a dollar it's up a dollar 98 cents i know yesterday morning coming home from the hospital i had to stop and fill the truck up and it hurt <laughs> it was, i was would you please stop would you please stop would you please stop uh yeah 50 was, bucks uh almost 60 yeah yeah, yeah. So there's the painful. sign which you were talking yeah. about dave gaza militants yeah yep. yeah children among 24 dead yep they didn't even they didn't even have to <laughs> launch the nope. the attack on Gaza and they've already started it. Yep. The the propaganda. All right. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned that the encroachment on religious liberty that he saw while stationed as a soldier in the eighties along the Iron Curtain in Germany has since fallen across the United States. Quote, today I want to speak to you about the challenges that are ahead of you as followers of Christ and how you should approach them and overcome them. He was uh, giving the commencement speech at Regent University, which is an evangelical college in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Pompeo, who is a devout Christian, explained how after his graduation from West Point, He was dispatched to patrol the border of freedom between East Germany and West Germany before the fall of the Berlin Wall. And this is Pompeo speaking now, quote, Today that border of freedom is much closer. It's right here in our own communities. Our freedoms, particularly our unalienable right of religious freedom, is increasingly under attack from our government, be it local, state, or federal. Pompeo observed that even though the founding of the United States is deeply rooted in Judeo-Christian values, the idea that, quote, more and more being a good follower of Christ is becoming less synonymous with being a good American. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's been massive drop. Uh, There was a Barna study that came out not too long ago just talking about how something like less than 50% of the people in this nation now identify as Christians. Uh, it's for the first time in American history. Yeah, that it's less gone than half down the population. Level. Yeah, and when you got that in the population, you have less than that in leadership. There was somebody who made a Bible quote in Congress, and uh, Nadler said this this body does not recognize any you know higher authority or something stupid like that. He's a clown. Yeah, um, and you can, what do you expect <clears throat> to have happen when you have the rule of uh, God? thrown out of every aspect of our society it's what you see and so you're going to continue to see uh that kind of stuff rise up in this nation our brothers and sisters in christ have been dealing with this around the world yeah. you know forever you know nation has just been one, america has been one of these unique nations where we didn't have to deal with with all of that and you know 9-11 opened the door to lose freedoms right when they did the patriot act and now the uh the stuff with the virus has allowed even more of those freedoms to be brought down and in the church to be accused of not caring for mankind because we still have services or we still want to worship. And we saw what they did in basically the West Coast, all of California and, and Washington and Oregon, where they just shut down all the churches and uh, Michigan. And nobody uh, did anything. Right, most, right. It, well, but they left the strip clubs few, open, the bars I mean, MacArthur open. fought and a couple other pastors fought, well, but there, there, there wasn't went, a significant uprising uh, amongst no, Christians. There, there was not. Uh, and, and that's it's part of where we're headed it, it how do you how do you convince uh, a, a bunch of christians to take the mark of the beast well you have to beat them down and make them obedient to the system first and this is all part of that conditioning yep. so 
All right, let's get a break in. We're going to talk more about that here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys are in. They come in every Tuesday at uh, 7 o'clock to uh, talk about our spirituality and how it affects the country we live in. Uh, let's talk about Cabot Emergency Hospital. Uh, it has been open for a little over a year now. If you haven't been there, you need to check it out. They'll give you a tour. It is it, it, it it's just state of the of of the day kind of stuff i mean i have not walked into a local emergency hospital in a small town like size of cabin about twenty four thousand people uh that has a radiology suite that has x-ray ct bedside ultrasound and have an mri that's incredible it really is to have a an mri that close to the people in in Cabot and Jacksonville and uh, Austin and Ward and even up in BB and those areas. I mean, this is really good stuff, and uh, it's a hundred percent physician owned. Uh, it is board certified emergency physicians uh, that will see you. They've got over a hundred and thirty years of experience. They're open every day, twenty four seven. 365 it's got an on-site lab so you don't have to wait for your blood work they've got a pharmacy so you don't have to worry about your pills they have a patient-centered care because they see it being your emergency Uh, when you come in and you're having problems uh, you know it's not major or minor it's exponentially major because it's happening to you and you want to be seen now and that's what they're doing at cabin emergency hospital they want to help get you back to life faster so why wait go to the cabin emergency hospital all right back with you dave ellswick show good to have you with us uh we're coming down to the bottom of the hour we'll have rush for you at that time and then uh we got another half hour when we get into uh you know the 35 segment of the of the show i want to read a few more words from uh the former secretary of state pompeo uh quote our country must remember that no one can enjoy the pursuit of happiness if you cannot own the fruit of your own labor and no society can retain its legitimacy or a virtuous character without religious freedom i worry pompeo said i worry that far beyond the battle lines of defense economic or trade policy that the battle to stop the divorce of america from its founding values is much more important after all it is those values those values that make us a shining city on a hill and give us the moral authority that permit us to lead the world. He further admonished that each American bears the responsibility of maintaining the rights that they have inherited. Amen. Great words. Yeah, really indeed. is great words. Those kids from that college, they got to hear a great speech. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. um there's a lot of this whole, you know, wokeness and destroying Western culture and blaming Western culture for everything. But the the people don't understand that this country is what brought liberty and freedom to the world democracy uh and republic uh, led government was unknown to the world until after we started this nation 
uh, I remember listening to a guy giving a speech that he said he was concerned um, that up until America, the, the, the world was ruled by, um, you know, kings and dictators. And he's afraid that he was a secular uh, teacher. And he said he was afraid that 250 years from now that the America experiment would be just a blip in history and the, yeah. and the world would be back to rulers of dictators Darkness. and kings, kings yeah. and dictators and it yeah. would just go right back to that that this idea that we could that men could govern themselves uh in a republic led government was just a weird anomaly now they so, called it an experiment when they started it yep. indeed they and we, said it was an experiment <clears throat> and we got all these people and then you look around the rest of the world they started to follow this model right that we fought to to create and though we, there's a lot of people blaming this country and saying there's an aspects of it that was horrible, and you know obviously right now, and um, people will talk about the the sin of slavery that happened in this nation, and, and the overwhelming majority of Americans are going to say that it was the sin of slavery, but we didn't create it. But what happened in this culture? It was exported here, right? right. And, and every other nation around the world, and it still happens today, right? But what was different about what happened is here is we were the nation that started the ball rolling to end it, right? Right. right. So the um, that's something else that was that has been forgotten and um, and it was all done by people of faith who said this is wrong for how you're treating these other human beings and they fought to undo it. The abolitionist and, movement was a basically a Christian movement yep. here in America and in in Britain. Yep, it was very strong in Britain at, yep. at the time too. Yep, yeah, it's it's because you can't be a Christian and look at a person of a different color and say shine my shoes or whatever right right yep. you just can't do that and so we're we are going to if we do not have a, a massive spiritual and patriotic revival we will find out what it really truly means to live in oppression and to not have the freedom to walk down the street and share our faith and i, I think i shared the story no i shared it from the pulpit <clears throat> about a uh i think it was a pastor in nigeria and it was a man i listened to on the radio was sharing the story that somebody emailed him about praying for their particular group because there was mm-hmm. so much persecution going yeah. on and they said they have captured our pastor, and we are praying for his freedom and his release. And so after about a week or two, he emailed, emailed them back and said, you know, have you got any updates? And they said, oh, yes, praise God. He came back with only a gash in his head and missing a couple fingers. Mm-hmm. They gave glory to God, the fact that the man got a couple fingers chopped off. And that was it. And that was it. And it had right. a big gash in his head from them beating on him. Yeah. And we just don't the, – the world outside of this nation – and for the name of Christ, suffers like that almost daily. Well, I was, I was, I talk about Hussein and when he was in control of Iraq, and there was this big coin that everybody in Iraq was supposed to have in their house, and it was of him. And if they found you and you didn't have that, they could do things to you. Yeah. And there were there were, there were families that family members would disappear, and they'd open the door a couple of weeks later. And packed in plastic were the the parts of those family members yeah, yeah. that they sent back to them. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's real oppression yep. over there. Now I'm not saying that they were Christians. I mean they may have been Muslims for all I know, but uh, I can tell you there there's a lot of uh, of oppression over there. Brunson, Pastor Brunson, who was in jail, I forget how many years over in Turkey because of his faith had this to say about America today. I believe the pressures that we're seeing in our country now are going to increase, and one of these pressures is going to be hostility toward people who embrace Jesus Christ and his teaching, who are not ashamed to stand for him. My concern is that we're not ready for this pressure, 
and not being prepared is very, very dangerous on a number of uh, levels. Yep. His, uh, his words uh, to all of us. And here we got about 30 seconds and we got Rush coming up. And, and I mean, you can look at what's happening in the world. We, I mean, we, we talk prophetically once in a while about what's happening. And when we, and when we come back, I'll, I'll have uh, uh, Steve and have Billy talk a little bit about what's happening in the Middle East and how all of that is working towards prophecy um, as, as we, we want. Everybody wants to know how things are going to be when they get here. Uh, what you need is what's going on now that you can change. <laughs> all right. Do you have questions about filing for Social Security? If you do, get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's 27 pages long. It outlines what you need to know. And it helps you know what you need to know so that you can be helped to get even more income when you file for Social Security. You can get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And you should do that if you're within five years of filing for Social Security. As a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call now, 501-222-3315. They'll answer the phone right now. You might get an answering machine, but they'll get right back to you. 501-222-3315. All right, Billy uh, is here. Billy Miller is here, and so is Steve Hess. And I told everybody I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about prophecy Prophecy is the way that we talk about it here on the show is not late great planet Earth prophecy. I right. just want want everybody to understand that it's not premillennialist. And uh, you know, I'm a pan millennialist. I've said that all the time. It all pans out in the end because I'll be honest. I'm not sure how it's all going to end. I just know that Jesus wins in the end. That's mm-hmm. what I know. Mm-hmm. And so that's all that's important to me. So with with that said, let's kind of turn it over to you guys because we're seeing, you know, we got the the wars and rumors of wars going on again. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that when people don't like to talk about uh, prophetic times, it's because there were a lot of teachers, preachers, and book writers <clears throat> for over the last fifty to seventy years, and probably you could go all the way back to the Millerites of the eighteen forties, who really ruined uh, prophetic understanding. Yeah. <clears throat> and. And people will quote things like when um, you, Jesus said, no man knows the day of the hour. And and so they, they that is their, hey, we, we, we can't know anything, so let's not study it or let's not look at the events of the world. Uh, and that, that is a complete misunderstanding and out of context quote, because at the same time, he criticized the Pharisees and Sadducees for not recognizing the time of his visitation. He said, you right. guys can look at the weather and tell whether or not it's going to be hot or rainy today, but you can't see what's standing before you. So there was a, a period of time, it says, when the signs of the of the season, or actually, I think it's the Moedim is actually how it says it, is the, um, the prophetic times, the Feast of the Lord and that kind of stuff, that would become evident of the times that we're in. And the biggest sign uh, is the return of Israel. The Bible said that, that Israel would be scattered around the world, uh, and then they would, until the time of the Gentiles has run its course, and then at the end of that, they would be regathered. And so... Um, they that has happened. Uh, Jerusalem has come back into the hands of uh, Israel, 
and now we are waiting, I think, for the final stage, which is when all the world comes against Israel. That's uh, in Zechariah and, and uh, Ezekiel and other places where it says that day's coming. And we know that we, the American people and the American nation, are really the last uh, protectors uh, and guards to, to prevent the world from coming against Israel. Uh, and so I think that the reason that we're watching the s- slow demise in our nation is because eventually it's going to fall off the stage as the world leader, uh, right. probably economically, militarily, all of the above, where we not will not be able to be there for Israel. And if we cannot stop it, the U.N., the voting and all the things that they want to do and, and all the sanctions and everything they will bring against Israel, um, then the world, it will be open season on Israel. And we know that that has happened just unrepentantly for the last 2000 years, everywhere the Jews have gone, the world hates them and is right, now coming right. against them. And and so that's why we're seeing what's happening. That's why there's always been a, a constant fight in that region. And I personally believe that the reason that we're watching our society collapse is because we're about to watch America be another empire in the world stage of history and just fall off the scene and we'll just be another blip. Now, I say it blip because it'll be a short-lived history because I believe it's the conclusion of history. Right. And so, so I think that that's where we're at. So here's one of those things that people have a tendency to forget. People tend to forget that God is a jealous God. That's right. And he's not willing to share with anyone. That's right. He's not willing to share his glory. And here's what is not going to happen. You're not going to get to the millennial reign and people be standing around talking about how Jesus finally rescued Israel and have someone have the ability to go, well, yeah, but he had... You know, the help of the Americans. Yeah, Americans right? did it. Right. Yeah, I mean, the Amer- the Americans were there too, right? That that cannot happen. God right. will not allow that to happen. Therefore, America has to be in a position where it cannot help Israel. Israel's only help will be God because God often does these things where he steps in and goes, and now I will prove to you mm-hmm. that I am God that's and the there wording. is none like me. That's exactly the wording that's used in Ezekiel. Where it says a couple of times that the wor- that the world may know that I am God. Right. So there's going to come a time in which it will be impossible for 14 million people to conquer the world, and they will. Right. Now it's going to cost them greatly. Um, it is going to be a horrific time, but I believe they will have a, a weapon in one hand and, and a foot in the Medi- and one foot on the, the land and another foot in the Mediterranean. And they will be on the verge of their demise. But the world will be coming against Israel. What we don't know is, one, will America fall off the scene? That, I think, is a given. But then what will be the catalyst? Will they will they nuke Iran and say, well, you're not getting a nuclear weapon? Nuke. I mean, they're going to do something that's going to cause the world to even hate them even more. Right. And, you know, the stuff that a lot of people don't even know. I mean, we talked about it off air. That's barely being covered. That It's on fire right now. There yeah. are 200 missiles uh, from the north and the south, from Gaza and from Hezbollah in the north. That they've been firing into Israel, and it's I barely being numbers, covered. I think that number's up to 400 at this point. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. I don't know. So, it's, it's, I've and seen literally, the, uh, temp, the, the Temple Mount, there's literally fire yep. coming forth from the Temple Mount right now. It's, the Temple Mount itself is burning at this moment. And so. keep in mind that uh, what's, you know, God is protecting them, yep. uh, and he's protecting them by letting them use their good sense and their scientific prowess that they have, right. and the Iron Dome mm-hmm. that they've built. Uh, no, they didn't build a dome over in the Middle East. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. a, it's kind of like missile, uh, missile uh, Patriot system. missiles, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, were able to intercept ninety yep. percent of the missiles that were so shot that, at them. That that system is so sophisticated that as a missile is shot, it can track and predict where it is going to hit, and they don't because that is 
such a precious system, they don't bother to react to anything that is just going to damage property. And they, and they can figure that out in yeah. instantaneously, yeah. like no a less than a second. Yep. So that's how fast um, they can. Jump. And the ones that appear to be headed towards populated areas, they shoot those down. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are just um, going to hit land or fields, they they let those land. That's the reason it is over there hitting the sheep pasture, right? That, so <laughs> you will not find, um, you know. When the when the tornado alarms go off here in in Arkansas, everybody goes outside to look and see if there's really a tornado. Right over there, when the missile uh, alerts go off, people don't go outside. They right. they they know to react because yeah. if you're standing out in the middle of the field where that is supposed to be unpopulated at that point, it's a possibility that field will get hit and and the defense system won't do anything about it because you're not supposed to be out there. Most, most of the homes or homes together have bomb shelters in them, yeah, so yeah. either a little community where they yeah, run to together. Uh, or each individual house has a bomb shelter because of all of this. And the Bible says that in the last days that the city of Jerusalem would become a cup of trembling for all nations, yeah. uh, and that those who would uh, come against it, that they would fall and they would be broken for those who, who come against it. So Jerusalem's the key. That's why it's an issue. That's why the thing what Trump did in 2018 was a it was big such deal. a big deal. Yeah, it, yeah, was. it was a huge deal. It's always been. It's been. There, Jesus said that the that the world would not see him. That Jerusalem would not see him until. The, until Jerusalem said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jerusalem had to be back in the hands of the Jewish people in order right. for that prophecy to be fulfilled. And that's I've told people, I said to somebody who's an atheist, and I said, I said the sheer fact that Israel is alive today, that the people who, who are so minuscule in number right. that were around the world have regathered, and this is when you know you can't talk to certain people. He goes, really, you're going to tell me the belief in God is true because some people moved? I was like, Really? Some people moved. Yeah. A nation that was scattered, whose language was almost lost, is now regathered in a people in the land that God said they would have and God said they would return to. And yeah. you just, people show moved. Me, really? Show me any other nation Never on the happened. face of the planet that that's fell, done that. Yeah, that fell and was dispersed for any significant, not, uh, you don't have to go to the 2000 year mark, but any significant period of time. That was then able to reform. It just doesn't happen. It is yeah. not the way history works out, yeah. except for one of the tiniest nations right. on the planet. Which a book that's been written over a couple thousand years ago yeah, yeah. said this would happen. Right. Yeah. So there are people who are in our nation who are weeping and wailing at the fall of this nation. And I tell them, where's your hope? What right. kingdom right. are you mm-hmm. hoping in? The kingdom of America or the kingdom of God? And that's where I think that part of the reason that we're in the trouble that we're in is because we've lost fo- lost focus. We've wrapped the gospel around the American flag or the American flag around the gospel and said that America is the gospel, America is Christianity, and uh, and we've put our hope in more of the Constitution and our republic than we did the kingdom of God. You know, I need to go. I, I spotted a Bible the other day where the actual outside cover was, it was a leather cover, but it was the American flag. I need to go get that. Just, every time you say that, I just need to hold that up. Right. Yep, see? No, literally. Yeah. We've wrapped the Bible in the American flag, and we think that the Bible has to line up with American values, and right. that is not true at all, folks. No. Um, our American and, values had better uh, should match uh, up with what's match in, in the book. All right, let's uh, go to Willie. He's got a question. What, you want to know something about the Gutenberg Bible, Willie? Yeah, I want to know who actually wrote it. Gutenberg? No, I, I, no, I don't know. The, that would, have, don't know that would have been the, uh, it's not pastors, uh, the monks yeah. during that time are the ones that were writing the Bible. I mean, they did it, you know, by hand. Yep. And that's why the Gutenberg uh, press, press was so yep. instrumental in spreading the word of God. I believe the original Gutenberg was a copy of the um, KJV authorized at the time. I have no um, idea. 
So um, that would have been the King James version that was the when then went to press. Now you wouldn't be able to pick that up today and read it because it's uh, old English. Um, so there are lots of words that will seem very unfamiliar and letters in weird places. And it's big. And it's big. It's, big. Uh, <laughs> it's real big. What made the Gutenberg Bible so important was the fact that it was the first Bible to be able to be mass produced. So you could you could then start putting um, the Bible into the homes of individuals rather than only time. But for the vast majority of Christianity um, and Christian history, the only time people saw the Bible is when they went to church because mm-hmm. it was so expensive to produce that the only ones who owned uh, the Bible were were the actual houses of worship. So very much like it was in the synagogues, uh, where the only people who owned a Torah scroll were the synagogues. Um, that was that was very much true until Gutenberg and his press were able to mass produce the Bible. First thing printed ever on a printing press right. was the Bible. Does that right. answer your question? That help you? Yeah, thanks, fellas. All right, mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, I mean that that's bottom line. About the Gutenberg Bible. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. Uh, before I let you go, though, let me remind you about St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning, deep cleaning for your home. I actually had a friend tell me the other day that they bought a 50% off coupon. Says, I just want to let you know, Dave, I heard you talking about it, so I bought one of those. They did a great job. Well, I don't lie to you, all right? I, that's... My word is all I got when I'm sitting here on on the radio talking to you. And uh, so I, I don't, you know, pull punches when I know that there's businesses out there that uh, can do a great job for you. I mean, when I talk about uh, Pat Davis and, and uh, P.I. Roofing and all those people, I believe in their businesses because they believe in doing their businesses right. And so does St. Clarity residential cleaning now not only will they clean your home but if you have somebody who's suffering from ptsd or or some other maybe mental problem that uh, you can't move pieces of furniture or something because it make it difficult for them uh, they deal with that too they'll they'll sit down and talk to you about it you tell them where you want they want you to clean and how you want them to clean because there's some areas people wouldn't want you to clean their houses as, as, as clean. You know, put it all in order because the person who lives in that part of the house maybe would, you know, have a, um, you know, almost have a mental breakdown because, uh, because of it. Couldn't, couldn't get on with their life. So know that they do that as well. They are really good. They are just exceptional. Uh, and you can get uh, their services for 50%. Uh, off by just calling 404-6560 here at the radio station talk to chuck or talk to lynn 404-6560 and say i want one of those certificates for uh st clarity residential uh cleaning and they'll make sure that you get it and then you get to use it just know you won't get to use it like tomorrow if you buy one today uh they're about 10 days out 12 days out now so people have responded to this so so well. Uh, we've just talked to them about uh, giving more uh, certificates to be sold because they're almost all gone. 404-6560, and we'll get back to more of that, uh, of what we've been talking about today, maybe a little bit more prophecy here on the Dave Ellswick Show with the Bible Guys after these. 
All right, back with you. Seven minutes until 8 o'clock. I hope your Tuesday's been a good one. I hope that the show has caught you up on everything. There's been a lot of uh, material that we have covered today. Uh, One of the biggest issues that we talked about in the first hour, just to bring you up on this, is when you get by the water cooler, that's what they call it, because it used to be everybody gathered kind of by the water cooler. But when you get by the coffee pot today Mm -hmm. in the break room, uh, know that everybody's going to be talking about, have you seen gas prices? Yeah. Did you see that that pipeline was shut down? Yeah, that pipeline carries the majority of the oil from the Gulf Coast states to the east and the northeast. I can't think of more poetic justice <laughs> than that. All right, because that's where the, the real nut jobs in this. It just amazes me that in the area where freedom was born right. is where it least exists in our country yeah now. yeah, yeah. And I, i've i've still got uh you know i've i've got a new hampshire shirt you know but uh i'm just telling you not they don't think that way up there anymore Mm-mm. they just don't they nope. don't if anything they they look they view the constitution or republic as a hindrance now yeah. Not uh not as something to be cherished uh or to be compared to the other times in history uh, where there wasn't freedom, but now they look at it as an obstacle. Uh, I I believe we have more traitors and treasonous people in our government than we realize. Oh, I'm I'm with you yeah. on that. I, I believe that you. that um, that we have people in our government right now that if they would have been found out 50 years ago, they'd have been hung. That's how, that's how far left I believe they are, and they are trying to actively destroy this nation so they can create some sort of totalitarian, communist, socialist yeah, my- dictatorship. People ask me, my, they know my dad served a patent because I talk about it on the air a lot and was at the Battle of the Bulge. And I'll have a, a listener once in a while call in and say, well, what do you think your daddy would do now? I said, he'd be cleaning his M1. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they would. I mean, to be honest, he should be saying the people I fought over in Europe yeah. are now in my own country. Yeah. Yeah, That's really. what my father would be talking about right now. Yep, I believe that. It, you, even if you don't even have to go back 50 years or 70 years old, if you just go back 30 or 40 years, there was still that mentality in this nation. They would look at what's happening, and we're not free. That's what the, the part that America is not free anymore. It's not. Well, and it's— Just look at what's happening on social. It may not be happening by the government um, police no, yet. It's, now it's now it's big business. Right, because yeah. that's how they get around it, because they're all in bed with the leftists, and so how they get around— our our constitution and our laws and our and our courts, even though they're in the process of packing all the courts with leftists, is they use now their buddies in, in big business and you know shut down uh, all the media. Yeah, if if you've been wondering why they haven't been questioning all of this censorship that's been going on from Facebook, Twitter, and and Instagram and everybody else, look no further to than who's friends with whom. Yep, and who's you know bread is buttered by whom they're all in the same leftist club they all graduated from the same leftist colleges with the same leftist mentalities and then now they're all in the same clubs yeah and i and i'll be i'll be honest with you and and this is why i think my show step holds out in front of people for being different is that i don't understand i understand where they're trying to take us Mm -hmm. i just don't understand why yeah right other than money and power yeah that's it I mean that's it. That's all they want. They don't. They don't care about the nation as a whole. They are. Uh, they look at the people in America as useless idiots to allow them to become wealthy and to be in control. That's all it is. Let me ask you a question. Why do you? Why do you think the left 
has turned so adamantly now against Bill Gates. Have you noticed now that mm. he said that he and his wife of 27 years are going to get divorced and everything? Now there's all this stuff that's coming. Did you know that he liked to have parties mm. where you couldn't wear clothing? Right. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, okay, so we've known this for like forever. Yeah. Yeah. So why now does it become a big because they don't need him anymore. Well, right. that it's a distraction. Thank you very much. It's a distraction. That's all it is. It's the truth. Yep. Do you realize that those two people own a company that's worth two trillion dollars? Yeah. And he didn't have a prenup with her. Right. Oops. That's really amazing. That's going to hurt. Yeah. That's going to leave a mark. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, you'll. Yeah. I mean, he'll look at his his bottom line and realize. But there comes a point where you have enough money that. Even losing half of it doesn't really mean. That's much what Bezos said. It's right. not going to change his life. It's That's not like exactly he's what sell Bezos his house. said. You know, it's not like he's got to sell his house and get rid of it's his like, cars. It's not. It's like happen. I read somewhere. So here, recently in the last year, right? So that makes the second multi-billion, tenfold over billionaire that's divorcing his wife. Yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Seems like I read somewhere that though a man gained the whole world, yet yeah. he loses his own soul. It profits him nothing. Yep. When you have no family and you have no love in your life, I don't care how much money you have, they're not happy. I'll they may you, be a perception of happiness, but they're not happy. And I'll tell you something else. There's something within their life that they value above everything else. Yep. And it may not be money, but, uh, you know, just from a great classic motion picture, let me say, Rosebud. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. there's something there they, that they cherish. Yeah. They really do. They cherish it. All right, time for us to take a break. Now, what do you cherish? That's the question. Uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Scott will be back next week. Uh, don't forget that on Saturdays over at the at the church uh, that they are now they now have a a, a Jewish congregation yeah. meeting. Shabbat service at one o'clock. Okay, yep. is that the way we're going to phrase yeah. that? We have Shabbat, call it Shabbat service. service. Yep. Okay, keep that in mind. Go. See what you think about it. Yep. I suggest everybody go check that out. Regular service still Sundays at 10. But we have a new service at Saturdays at 1. Do you still lead singing? Uh, Cantorine, yes. I, I handle those responsibilities. All right. A break. See you again tomorrow, 6 a.m. Okay.